Hello and welcome to IEEE Soft Robotics Podcast. In this podcast, we are going to interview researchers from both academia and industry about their work, thoughts, spectrum, and more beyond that. This is Marwa Edwini, and I hope you will find this podcast useful. If you would like to connect with us, simply send us, and we will be happy to hear from you. And here is my interview. Thanks. Hello and welcome to IEEE Soft Robotics Podcast. Hello, Prono. Thanks so much for joining us podcast. Such an honor to have you. Thank you so much to, to invite me. Thank you, Bruno. Thank you. So I'd like to ask you first how you would like to define yourself for the audience who will be first time listening to you. How would you like to define yourself? How you would like to define yourself, yeah. Uh, Freethinker, CEO and founder of Another Brain. Uh, uh, so I don't know, uh, different ways. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my daughters will probably say other things, but uh, founder of uh, Another Brain is okay. Okay, great. So I'm curious about your childhood. We ask each guest about their childhood. How was your childhood was? Wow, um, a lot. Um, first, I was a kid very bad at school. Mm. Uh, four years. So in French system, it's uh, okay. Each country has its own system, but in French system, I was really. Uh, uh, bad at, sc- at school, uh, duplicating different classes and uh, being fired because they didn't want anymore to have me. Uh, mm. uh, okay, um, I'm not proud of that, but I think it's important uh, maybe for some uh, parents to know that uh, after having uh, traveling through this kind of, of period of time, uh, you can find uh, permission, you can find uh, solutions. And for mm. me, solutions came uh, when I was around 12, 13, and I, I got some, uh, some comics, some Amer- American comics with uh, superheroes. And, and you, know, you know what? It was uh, terrible because these superheroes able to, to fly, to be invincible and so on. Well, it was uh, no interest because it was easy for them. Uh, mm. But one of them was different from the others. It was Iron Man. I don't know whether you know the story of Iron Man. Yeah. But to make short a long story, he created his own superpower. Yeah. Uh, so in the comics, they were speaking about uh, power transistors. They were speaking about electronic components. So I remember I was 12, 13, and I told my parents, okay, I want to do electronics. I want to learn electronics. Uh, I was bad at school, so it was not the possibility to do that. So they yeah. paid me by mail uh, lessons. And, and I, it, it, it began giving, each week I was receiving some components, some uh, 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 books uh, on, uh, on materials, on uh, physics, on mathematics, and so on. And it mm. helped me getting back into the scholar system. Uh, so then after, after that, I turned into engineer and so on and so forth. But uh, yes, I, I remember that after this period of time, I was totally uh, avid about science. I want to know everything. I wanted to know everything. I was permanently reading newspapers. I was permanently reading magazines. Uh, I bought a book called Wie funktioniert das? At that time, uh, at home, we were speaking German. So it was yeah. a, a, a big book about everything. You want to know how uh, is working a, a nuclear submarine. So it was described, uh, everything inside. Yeah. And I spent hours and hours trying to know everything. So yes, mm. after First period being bad at school, uh, discovering something that gave me uh, interest. So it's just a question of motivation, as, as always. And after that, I turned really bullish on science and technology. 
Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm curious, as a kid at this time, do you feel different from your peers or the, how, what kind of thoughts? Because when you try to figure out things early on, what kind of maybe sometimes doubt, or, of course, motivation, but what kind of feeling do you have at this time that you want to do that? Do you feel different from your peer that you don't find your group or people similar to you share some interest at this age early on? Um, after such period of being bad at school, I was not uh, confident. Mm. So I had permanent doubts. I got that very, very, very long in my life. Uh, doubts, uh, questioning, wondering, am I right? Uh, uh, mm. The other knows better than me. Uh, so I always have been very open to try understanding and uh, you know, when there is a meeting, even now, when there is a meeting, usually I don't say that much at the beginning of the meeting. I need to, to be in the mood to understand one, the others, so how they are, how they, and then I got confident in myself. I, but, but at the beginning, it's not uh, the case. So uh, probably with these doubts, and, and I think it's something that helped me uh, mm -hmm. because it's keeping kind of uh, open openness, kind of, uh, uh, trying to have to make efforts because because uh, the others are better than you. They know better than what, what they do. So I, I had that. And I had a, a first period of my professional life where I worked uh, in a bank, uh, having different jobs in a bank. And at that time, the idea was the, the, the way of managing was to give responsibilities to young people, which was great for me, uh, and to give responsi and to give responsibilities uh, as general manager. That means mm -hmm. sorry, uh, generalist manager in English. Uh, generalist. That means uh, I was in charge of coordinating people in a business I, I knew nothing about. So I began as a very uh, uh, engineer, very rational engineer, and after a few years, I, I turned into a head of human resources, and mm -hmm. then head of communications. So each time. I had to manage people that knew far more than me. So I always take this uh, kind of uh, uncomfort, having to listen, to make efforts, to try understanding and, and get the right level. So that means it, it was this part of uh, who I am. Mm. That's wonderful. That's really wonderful. So I'm curious for your journey of being entrepreneur, before going to another brain and, and also discussing what you have been doing so far. But I'm curious, you are famous for Ultra Prime Robotics and your people robots before being acquired by Soft Robotics Bank. If you can tell us about the story about designing this robot and how it is, because I think robotics is very challenging to have a successful robotics company or even in Europe. So it was a challenging for you. If you can tell us about what kind of questions, struggles, challenges, what you learned as well, from the first experiences in algebraic robotics? Um, yes, very important. To, uh, if there is one, one uh, message, one lesson I got is trust yourself. Uh, as everyone, uh, I had doubts, I didn't know, and, and uh, I was listening to people. So uh, they told me you have to do this way or that way. And I was trying to compose with that too. Uh, and one day, one day I accepted who I was with all my uh, bad sides and good sides. And uh, I, 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 how to say, uh, uh, I really got free of myself. And then mm -hmm. I, I turned into myself really with all my power and all the bad things, but really 
doing what I felt, my feeling, following my intuition, following myself, and it changed my life. So trust yourself, and you will see uh, you will be much more powerful. Uh, so it's what what I got as a lesson. Mm. Um, was it difficult? Yes and no. We were uh, early payer 2005, uh, so it was difficult to raise money. Uh, to fund a company, a startup in hardware, because always uh, difficult to fund uh, companies in hardware. Uh, and then in robotics, it was early for robotics. So everybody told me, very important, it will be a great time for robotics, but in the next 20 years, not now. Uh, so this is, was the first one. But beyond that, I didn't thought it, it was uh, that difficult. Uh, we had, uh, because I wanted to do that, but we had uh, our own way of doing it. To, to create, for instance, to create uh, the mechatronic architecture of the robot, meaning uh, mechanics, uh, DC motors, electronics. So to create the mechatronic architecture of the, of the robot, I had engineers, of course, but I had carpenters. So I had people with another mind, other way of doing. And, and, and this was important because I always wanted to think differently. I always think different than the others because I didn't know what the others were doing. This is coming from far away in my, in my life. I, wasn't, I didn't know what I had to, uh, if, I, if I was mainstream thinker in which and every, every field. So each time I tried to build by myself uh, my vision of how to do. Uh, and, and of course, when you are doing that, it's not the same as the others. So you can die, you can uh, mm -hmm. not succeed. Or, and when you are succeeding, you are doing something that the others are not doing. So with the mm -hmm. robot, we created the company 2005, mid of 2005, and we got the first robot ready, walking, unstable, uh, uh, bad quality because it was the first prototype, but one and a half year after. So that means it has not been that difficult. After that, we had to stabilize and go to a, a stable one. So it took one and a half year more. But it has not been that uh, difficult to create this robot. Uh, and one of the reasons, in my view, is because we were not uh, PhD in robotics. We were not following the mainstream. Uh, we said another way, uh, before creating the robot, I tried to meet with the research labs in Europe, in France, in Germany, in Switzerland, EPFL in Switzerland, Fraunhofer in Germany, or CNRS in RIA in France. And more or less, they all told me, uh, what you want to do is not possible to be done. Uh, who you think you are to try succeeding where we tried for 15 years without su succeeding? And uh, well, the company leading the world of uh, consumer robotics is uh, Sony. So you want to uh, your small means to do better than Sony. So who, are, who you are? Crazy you are. So more or less it's what. So of course I could not follow them. If I wanted to do my dream, I had to do another way around. So uh, and, and that's why uh, we got for uh, in another direction, totally different. So our own way. And for me, it's very important. Either you succeed in your own way and you are proud. If you don't succeed following your own way, you have nothing to blame and nobody to blame. But when you are uh, uh, not successful in following. Uh, ways of others because you thought it was a way to do. Uh, after that, you were always thinking, oh, if I had followed my own way, I would have done differently and so on. So, you know, so for me, uh, free yourself, go ahead, full speed, and don't think more about that and, and, and do what you deeply think has to be done, even though everybody is telling you it's not the right way. Okay, perfect. Do the right way yourself. And maybe you will succeed better than myself. I'm not criticizing. But we have to follow our own way with our own energy. So it's what I learned from uh, from Aldeba. Yeah. Doing 
robots. Yeah. It's something that's very really Yeah. I have another. I have another point. Is um, go directly to your goal. Uh, I've seen so many people willing to do robots. So they were interested in humanoid robots, companion robots, interactive robots. Okay, it's what I want to do. But because it's too difficult or I don't have the means and the funding, I will begin with an intermediary step. So I will do a uh, wheel robot uh, doing, I don't know what, uh, vacuum cleaning or whatever you want. So an intermediary step. And for me, this is always a mistake. Because whatever the intermediary step is, it will consume 100% of your energy, of your means, because everything is difficult. And if you want to exist in something, even if it's a vacuum cleaning robot, it's very, very tough. So you have to, to be very good and you will focus everything on that. So you never will go to the next step. Mm -hmm. So choose what you really want to do. To do. Uh, don't think in terms of intermediary steps, and go full speed, following your intuition. And if you need to have people that are totally different than the others, handcraft people or carpenters or whatever, go, go with them. But the most important is do your own way. That's very powerful. That's very powerful. And I would like to ask you this question, I think, because I think it is easy to say that, but in reality, sometimes if we have the intuition or that I want to decide something and people say who you are, what do you think yourself? And there's a thin line between this kind of believing in yourself and sometimes the doubt, or it's, it's tricky to distinguish. Sometimes I'm going the right direction or not and believe in yourself. So sometimes you have moments in life you're shaking in your face sometimes because people don't like what you do. Permanently, you are perfectly right. Uh, it's very difficult to believe yourself when the other are telling you, but no, you're not right. It's not the right direction because the other are not stupid. There are people you love that are telling you that. You trust some of them and they are telling you. So it's very difficult. Uh, but here I will say uh, maybe it's a question of, uh, of age, that means of having uh, many experiences. It happened to me very often to have these, these doubts uh, and, and finally to decide following opinion of others. It happened to me. Each time you do that and you fail, you blame yourself. Yeah. I didn't, I was sure, I didn't want it to do that. I, I had another intuition, but they, uh, not there. I accepted to be convinced by the other. For me, nothing is coming from the other. You are responsible of everything happening to you. So, so I accepted to let me convinced by the other because they were rational, because they are great, because and so on. Uh, and uh, of course, sometimes it's, uh, it's successful, but it may have been successful too. So um, really, uh, it's difficult. So uh, when yeah. you are an entrepreneur and you want to follow your own uh, intuition and, and, and beliefs, yeah. yes, uh, it's not comfortable. Yeah. Uh, but I think globally, it's even less comfortable if you are following ideas of others and you mm -hmm. have to to make them happening and working. And you have to execute correctly something that you are not uh, deeply yeah. convinced of. Wow, I think it's, it's more difficult even. You know, yeah, yeah. somebody told me when I was a young manager, something that helped me a lot, uh, and mm. I get prominently, uh, very often in life, or, or in life, there are no good decisions. There are decisions you turn good. Yeah. And I think it's very deep. Uh, Finally, do whatever you want, choose whatever you want. And when you, have, when you will have chosen something, then 
you wouldn't, you make it happen. And if you had made another decision, okay, you will have gone in another direction. But each time you make it happening. So there are no good decisions uh, in absolute. There are decisions you turn good. Yeah. And it helped me a lot. That's very inspiring. So before going to another brain, after being um, algebraic, I was acquired by software book man, I made success in that point. Till now, what do you believe is missing a robotics field? Kind of question, missing basis of understanding question. Because we speak in academia, of course, there's effort, but as you mentioned, people say, well, I spent 15 years and you want to do something, and, which apparently you made it successful. But what kind of missing pieces to make a robot in, in that can, customer can use it? What kind of missing pieces, maybe with understanding or question that is still missing nowadays? It's a very, very important point because for me, uh, Humankind needs robots. We need robots for many, many aspects. You can, we can go into that if you want. But uh, they are needed. We are expecting them, and, but they are not at the at the level we are expecting them. And for, by far, uh, what is missing? Uh, hardware. First thing, uh, and it's something that people uh, don't really believe today because we are in a digital world. So we think everything is digital. So the main problem of robots is uh, artificial intelligence. Is data, is it? Uh, no, the main problem is that robot has to deal with the real world. The main problem is robot have to deal with the real world. And the real world is messy. That means uh, uh, floors are not uh, flat. And if the robot is uh, acting in, the, in, in my daughter's room, there, there are games, toys, uh, socks. There are, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a messy place. So the world is messy. If you want to have robot behaving in the real world outside, or even uh, autonomous cars are kind of robots, each situations are different. Everything is permanently different. So the real world is, uh, is hard, is tough, is messy. And if we want to have mechanics and things acting in this real world, including the robots, we need to have, let's say, soft robots. And uh, when I'm saying soft, I don't, I don't mean they, they need to be uh, uh, very, very soft, like, uh, like balloons or whatever. But if you mm -hmm. have uh, hard uh, joints uh, and limbs, uh, they, they need to be articulated in a way that you can uh, touch them and they have to be solved. They have to accept uh, the, uh, to, to be a, so that everything has to be adaptive. You know, yeah. so mechanics is very important. I, we probably have to invent new motors if we want to do robotics correctly. Mm -hmm. We need to invent new motors. We need to have robots that can interact with somebody without hurting him and not because of the electronics and the software we will put to make the robot avoiding to hurt people, because it has to be passive. So they have to be passively uh, safe. Uh, so it's a question of mechanics, it's a question of limbs, it's a question of motors. We need to invent uh, electropolymer actuators, we need to have that working. Then we need to have uh, sensors. And the sensors is a question that is not exactly, we, we can deal with the current sensors. Uh, but nature has chosen a totally different way than humankind. We, we have, well, we think we have a, a great mind and a bright mind and a bright brain, and everything is coming from our brain. So we think that if uh, we provide uh, computers with, uh, with great cameras, great uh, accelerometers, and so on, then we will deal with these data and we will be able to. 
uh, to do that. But if you look at how the nature uh, has done, the nature is doing the opposite. That means if you, if you look at a, at a fly, a fly has three neurons, I don't know, less than in your toaster, and she, a fly is able to, to fly, to eat, to fuck, to, 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 to behave in a very sophisticated way without absolutely artificial intelligence, without a very quite electronic uh, control. The nature has chosen the way to have millions of very poor quality sensors, millions of very cheap sensors. And it's a combination of very low quality sensors that is making ability to do all these questions. It's another world. So uh, hardware, actuators mainly and sensors, and then of course, uh, kind of intelligence. We need to provide robots with intelligence. Because today, first thing somebody is doing in front of a humanoid robot is, hey, hey, robot, I'm here, I want to interact. And the robot is not understanding that somebody wants to interact. Well, in some cases, the robot is able to understand. But when you have three people or 10 people in front of the robot, no way. So the robot is totally stupid, unable to understand what is happening around. So unable to have the proper reaction. So we absolutely need that. And then the fourth point, so hardware is the first, very important and more important than the others, uh, as I said, for the fly. Uh, second one is artificial intelligence to, to have some understanding of the surrounding what's happening around. And then ability to interact with people. And ability to interact with people, it's not a question of Alexa or a question of uh, voice recognition. Uh, we all know that uh, I don't know if it's 70%, 80%, or 50% of communication is not verbal communication. But it's the major part of communication is not based on understanding words that the other is telling you. It's, and it's what we have with uh, our, uh, let's say, uh, smart assistant. Uh, so if we want robot to be able to interact with people, we need to have robot able to really interact, understanding the body language, able to communicate through body language. That means uh, I, I want a, a worker in a, in a plant saying the robot, okay, pick this thing and put it here. And the robot mm -hmm. has to be able to understand. Uh, so, so because it's how we are behaving. So the three things, uh, hardware, uh, AI and interaction uh, will make the robot at the level we are expecting. And then we will need billions of robots in our world. So there is a... Uh, a path in front of that. And really, really, we, we will need the robot. We can speak about that, but we really will need. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So when you founded Enough Brain in 2017, and now you have the new release also for um, recently in June. So what kind of maybe you're trying to cover maybe by adding another, another brain to the market so, so that you have reliable robots that can help in inspection and detecting damages for, for any scenario and being also continuously learning as well. How do we manage to do that? Yeah, um, the, the beginning of uh, another brain is coming, of course, from Aldebaran and from those robots. Robot nice, great, but uh, stupid and frustrating because they, they don't understand, so they cannot uh, deliver what we're expecting. Okay, so how to give them this uh, intelligence and ability to understand? So uh, I had no legitimacy in artificial intelligence. Uh, I don't have, I'm not a PhD or in a computer sciences or in uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, so I began learning, looking, exploring, discovering what was existing, meeting people. 
and I discovered the power of deep learning for everyone, for 99% of the world, uh, AI is equal to deep learning and more or less is equal to big data. More or less people have that in mind, which is totally wrong. Uh, so, but if you look at uh, deep learning, deep learning is very powerful. Deep learning opens a lot of possibilities. So I'm not uh, criticizing or minimizing importance of deep learning in our uh, world and, and uh, societies. Uh, but there is no intelligence. It's a, a brute force of, uh, of computing. Uh, it's a statistic, it's categorization. So it's amazing, it's great. Okay, very powerful deep learning, but no possibility, no intelligence, no possibilities to understand. And deep learning is great, absolutely great, if you have a limited number of situations you want to discover. If you put a radiography and you want to discover whether there is a cancer, there is a, uh, a tumor or whatever, uh, then you have a list of 5, 10, 20 possibilities. Then deep learning will be amazingly powerful uh, to, to discover which one. But if it's an open situation like a self-driving car or uh, a room of my children, so deep learning is not the right solution. So I discovered that. Uh, I told myself that I had no value added to deep learning. So, uh, so I had to try creating something different. And uh, in reading books, in uh, meeting with people, I discovered ways to do something different. Uh, so that's why after having sold Alibaran, I decided to focus myself on creating something different. So another brain, the goal of another brain is to create a piece of cortex, a piece of brain. But the real piece of brain working like the brain, if it's a small piece, it will be a very, very small intelligence, but a real one that means able to deal with new situations and new things. Uh, if it's a larger one or for a more dense one with a, uh, 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 with the smallest, let's say, uh, uh, gravures of, uh, uh, of the chips, uh, then it will be a larger, larger brain. But what I wanted to do is to do a real brain. So, so this is, this is mm -hmm. my, my focus. And with another brain, I found other people. I found people that are thinking like computer science engineers, but I found people discovered that are thinking another way around, uh, much more bottom-up thinkers and uh, uh, top-down mindset. Uh, and, and we adopted a totally different way of doing intelligence, uh, much closer to, uh, to social insects, uh, really. So uh, I think the brain is working like uh, social insects. Uh, inside the brain. Uh, so so we, we have that in mind. And, uh, and when we decided to create this company, I decided to create this company to create a real new intelligence. And we know how. Uh, so the company has been created, let's say, uh, four years ago, uh, a little bit less. And we already have results. Uh, one is uh, less disruptive but is already applicable in the industry. So we are already using our technology in the industry with a product uh, which is called the phosphor quality for quality control and production line. Uh, but it's just an intermediary step with uh, the, the disruption of our product. And the other one is longer term and we are still working at that. Yeah, I think it's very interesting because when I see that you don't rely on big data and still have kind of continuous learning. I, I, I don't know how you mentioned that. Is this kind of a trade-off you have to do in that case and the design when you don't rely on big data in that case as yeah, much? My, my, my question is not that I don't rely on big data or I don't like. It's because it's very powerful and there are many people doing that, many companies. So they're great. I'm not bringing anything. I want to bring something that I have to be different. 
Uh, mm -hmm. So another way. And, and you know, uh, if you if you are going and look at a new uh, movie about uh, aliens, then you will have an alien you have never seen. Uh, so yeah. the first time you'll be surprised, but the second time you know it. You know it. You recognize it. Like a, a child with a, a cat, he will see the cat, and the second time he will recognize uh, it's a cat, even if it's another cat, another color, another shape. You know, yeah. so the brain is not working at all. Deep learning, not at all. It's not a proxy. It's not at all. It's really different. So okay, let's try following how the brain is working. And there are many things known about how the brain is working. So, so that means there is a way to go. There is a path here. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to accuracy or make sure that it's reliable and we speak about scenarios, there's kind of damages, how to make sure the system is redundant as well. How you consider this point, make sure it's accurate, it have accurate, yeah, that's something happening here, like damage for inspections, certain stuff, or if there's damage happening in the design itself, how it can have this kind of redundant behavior so that it can adapt and still function. I don't know if you have a scenario like that in the design process as well. Um, there, are, there, are, there are a lot of different aspects in what you're saying. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I will speak about what we are doing at Another Brain as our artificial intelligence and not about deep learning and the conditions. Yeah. Uh, the goal of our artificial intelligence, our system is to go for uh, um, self-learning and real-time learning which means that what will be achieved will be based on what the system will have learned. So uh, yeah. which experience uh, it will have been exposed to. And then yeah. if you are exposing to wrong experience, if it means something, then it will seem wrong. So that means, of course, it's important your system to expose it to experience and to have the system able to, uh, uh, to discover by, by itself lessons from experiences it has uh, it has passed through uh, so, so, so you know uh, the, the learning and training phase of the system will be more or less the same that of a, uh, of a being let's say let's say a dog take a dog and if you train the dog to do wrong things he will do wrong things uh, so uh, mm. if you train him to do right things he will do right things so the question will be put in how to train and how to give experiences uh, and then our responsibility will be to make that if it's trained uh, rightly, then it will behave rightly. So this is important. Uh, but now after that, the training is another question. Who will train and who will be in charge of the, of the training? And when I'm thinking about training, um, I want to address another question to open another door, uh, which is for me very important in robotics as well as in AI, uh, time frame. Very often you ask to somebody, uh, uh, what do you think about AI? Is it, is it uh, smart, intelligent? Uh, what do you think about robots? Are they behaving as we need? And the answer is no, they're stupid. No intelligence like an ant, even, uh, even less, or uh, robots are totally uh, uninteresting. And the question here is the time frame. Uh, are we expecting, are we addressing a question of right today? Of course, AI is not intelligent, and of course, robots are uh, not sophisticated enough, let's say. Or are we speaking about uh, what will be in the, in, the, in the past that humankind is following with developing this AI and developing this robot? And for me, this is most, most important and most interesting question. Uh, 
Uh, very often people are questioning about robot and AI, and they are expecting an answer about how it's today, which is very poor and uh, uh, basic. Uh, but the other one is uh, giving an answer about how it will be in the future. So for, let's let's focus on how it will be in the future. So what is on the way humankind is following? Uh, so we will have sophisticated enough robots because we will overpass the hardware question and the AI question. And there is no reason, there is no reason for not being able to discover the, an AI which is working like human brain or like animal brains. Uh, so I don't know, let's say, to stay open if it will take uh, months or years or decades, let's stay open at this stage, but it will happen. So the real question is what will that bring to humankind if we are at the right level? And for me, it will open everything. That means if we want to do spatial exploration, if we want to bring uh, asteroids around the, the, the moon, cycling around the moon, and then digging and mining on these asteroids to avoid polluting the Earth uh, with, uh, with, uh, with plants uh, for raw materials, we will have that. It will happen. Thanks to robots, and AI, but then the robots will be alone on an asteroid very far away from here. So they need to learn alone uh, situations. They, they, they really need to have this uh, free learning and, and uh, getting lessons from what they experience and then be able to behave with that. So mm -hmm. if, we, if we go further, then uh, we understand that we really need all that. But if we go intermediary, uh, we can have robots for uh, surgery, surgical robots, the same. Uh, now we already have surgical robots that are better than surgeons in some kind of operation. For the prostate operation, for instance, uh, surgical robots are, are better, have better results than human surgeons. So if we are concerned by this uh, situation, of course, we will want to have robots behaving. So we need to continue. Yeah. Uh, improving the robot because human can really need robots and if we want them to be efficient we need to have them learning so we need to have ai being able to learn by themselves mm -hmm. great and i'm curious in that case uh, when you try to uh, maybe deploy the intelligence in what, another brain and create part of it if there is any counterintuitive stages that of understanding or the behavior i don't know if you have any counterintuitive yeah, results or you did you don't understand why I behave in a certain behavior. I don't know if you have any situation like that sort of design of the, the process. One or two points. Um, when I was with Aldebaran, uh, I used to communicate yeah. a lot. So uh, TV shows and so on uh, to present. And, and it happened to me one day to be uh, in the street, walking in the street and having an old lady uh, pointing me, hey, I recognize you. You are the guy of robots. Uh, I show you at the TV yesterday. Oh, so I was uh, afraid. What is she going to tell me? What's uh, happening? Uh, so I'm a dependent person. I'm a dependent person. That means I need to have a nurse coming every morning and caring about myself and so on. You cannot imagine how painful it is how frustrating it is. I'm dependent, dependent of somebody else. Uh, if the nurse is coming late, I have to wait. If she doesn't want to come because uh, whatever, then 
uh, I'm third. Uh, if she wants to change her job, so I'm uh, independence. So the reality is she was independence, but in his mind, in her mind, she really feels that. And, and she told me, you cannot imagine how my, I'm expecting the time where I will have robots depending from me, and that will do what I want them to do. Uh, and, and when you think that way, it's totally changing because uh, I was the first to think that uh, uh, we need human contacts, uh, humanization is important. So we prefer to have nurses caring about ourselves than to have robots. But there is a kind of uh, relationship with a different uh, authority that is uh, uh, mm -hmm. coming when we, have, we are dependent of somebody. Uh, and it's not what they're expecting. So uh, here I first discovered that, wow, it's not what my intuition is telling me. I got the yeah. same with somebody uh, who was from Google Robotics and who turned uh, paraplegic after an accident. And he told me, you cannot imagine how uh, ashamed you are the first time when somebody has to clean you. And I would have uh, loved to have robots doing that. So it's the same story. And I have another story, counterintuitive too, with robots about education, so totally different field. Um, it was in Korea and we had uh, some of our uh, robots used to teach English to, to children. Mm. And something happened and, and we had the same with mathematics, but it, it was more important with the English. And when the child was uh, pronouncing incorrectly, uh, the robot was asking to repeat. But you know what? After the 10th time where it had to repeat, there was no, no uh, constraint. There was no uh, difficulty in the relationship. Uh, and when you are with a teacher, uh, after the fifth time, okay, you repeat correctly, do uh, an effort. And, and you know, there is some kind of tension behavior, uh, which is yeah. not at all the case. And then we discover the same with mathematics. I mean, the relationship between somebody and a robot is totally different because it's obvious that the robot has no emotion. The robot is uh, yeah. just... Uh, uh, an assistant, and you are the master. You are masterizing the relationship, which is changing totally uh, how you, you, you put yourself in your brain. So this is something that was counterintuitive and I think very positive for robots and, and, and the real need of robots. Mm -hmm. That's a very interesting point, yeah. So I guess since I close the end, I have a few questions. First one about what, what could be your other crazy ideas or aspiration for another brain after the release. I don't know what kind of expectation you have, or maybe new generation for what you do. What kind of thought do you have in your mind? Uh, longer term of another brain, after having our piece of cortex that will bring real intelligence to things, so small intelligence if we have a not very powerful chip, which will be the beginning. And, by the way, the first outcome I expected 2021. I'm not speaking about 10 or 30 years. Uh, before end of this year, we will have the first chip embedding our intelligence. But what is uh, uh, important to me is kind of giving everyone uh, an additive intelligence, a, a, a second brain. That's why the name of the company to give everyone a second brain to take back control of your digital life, uh, to have some uh, complementary brain uh, to help you in a world where we will have objects 
cars more and more intelligent because there will be artificial intelligence everywhere. So everything will be more intelligent that you are, that we are, that I am. Uh, so the question here, if I want to, to be human-centric, which is my uh, DNA, then I want to help people giving them additional intelligence. So I want to have achieved, this one will be with the same same mm. architecture of uh, of uh, AI that I have in uh, that we have uh, we, are, we are putting, but in a much more denser chip, it will be a, a large, very powerful chip. Then I want to give everyone uh, artificial, but it will be local. Don't speak about cloud. I don't want cloud. I don't want to have my own data about myself, my brand, and my life uh, in the cloud. I have far enough. So I don't want more. So I want to have that. I don't know if it will be plugged under my skin or it will be in a jewel or it will, I don't know where it will be, but it will be my own uh, without communicating data outside, uh, but really able to help me, giving me additional intelligence, kind of uh, internal assistant, kind of Jimmy Cricket on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. you know? So this is what I really want to yeah. give to everyone and bring to humankind. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting, but what kind of additional intelligence? Because I think as women, we are not smart enough, I believe. And I don't know if in an overall picture, it would be helpful for everyone to be intelligent. And what kind of intelligence specifically do you think could elevate people to be specific about what kind of intelligence do you think need to be improved for humans? You believe that? The question of intelligence, what is intelligence? Well, my definition is... Uh, how to behave in situation you are encountering for the first time. Mm. Uh, and you want to have, so we will have more and more complex uh, situation we will be confronted to because things will be more intelligent, because one day we will meet with uh, aliens, one day humankind will meet with aliens. That means with, with creatures that are not brand the same way and will have to deal with, but, mm -hmm. but even more pragmatical things. We have problems today that we are not able to solve because of lack of intelligence, I mean, in my view, which is uh, protection of envi environment, protecting the planet. And the second one is uh, mm -hmm. genetic uh, engineering, let's say, uh, DNA engineering. For the first one, mm -hmm. we, the world is going in a very wrong direction with the heating of the planet, with destruction of ecosystem, destructions of animals. And, it's not a question of uh, president of the United States not willing, well, in the past, now he wants, but not willing to go. It's not a question of French president, of British president, that they're stupid and so on. No, it's because there are so many things put together and interacting and so on, that is really, really a very, very, very difficult problem, a very tough subject to solve. So I think if we could bring to humankind a complement, a additional intelligence, artificial intelligence, but additional intelligence to help solving this situation, it would be great. I think it would be needed. So one of the questions is this one, uh, how to help solving the uh, climate problems or protection of the planet problem. And the second one is with uh, illness. That means for uh, 50 years, we heard that uh, we know about DNA. We know now how to uh, engineer the DNA. So we will solve uh, all the sicknesses, all the illnesses. So uh, my English is not uh, that great. Uh, so, so how, uh, but, but 50 years after, uh, we are still here. That means uh, we are able to do great things, but we still have a lot of diseases we are not able to solve because genetic engineering is not yet ready. Why? 
because it's incredibly complicated, incredibly difficult. So the same, I think if we want to overpass all the diseases, we need to have additional artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to ask you what kind of the most important qualities you have gained uh, and you have to maintain for your journey in what you're doing. What kind of most important qualities like? It's more or less the same than the lesson I, I got from, uh, from this journey, which is accept yourself, know who you are, know your strengths and weaknesses and accept your, uh, your weaknesses and don't focus yeah. on that, but focus on your strengths and go full speed. <laughs> speed no limit no boundaries no uh, no uh, uh, intermediary uh, no go full speed and, and trust yourself uh, if you don't succeed you will be happy with what you are doing and if you succeed you will be even more happy I, I think it's really the most important and for the robotic community we need hardware we need new yeah. activators Robotics need new uh, uh, polymer electroactuators, need uh, uh, smooth actuators, soft actuators, absolutely needed and very important and huge market. This was very inspiring and I would like to thank you for your time. I even thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your interest. <laughs>